Welcome back, everyone, to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, K. Sig Sheeler, here at pregame.com. It's week 12 of the Sprint Cup Championship Series season 2011. Uh, back on the show, of course, as you know, we took the, uh, the All-Star weekend off, uh, the showdown and the All-Star race. Of course, Carl Edwards was the winner of the All-Star race. And uh, prior to that, you know, it's this is a tough show because we've had a couple of couple of weeks off here, but uh, we raced back on uh, the fifteenth. That was at Dover, Delaware, and of course, Matt Kenseth was the big winner that day. Uh, tough day for us. Uh, we we dropped six point seven five percent of the uh, of our bankroll on that day. It was very difficult. We got eaten up by Miles the Monster and. Uh, some bad strategy there at the end uh, by Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards, both going with four tires, cost us the race. Uh, we were we were right on track with uh, with with our selections on that day. We really thought we had a winner, and uh, it didn't work out that way. And sometimes uh, that's what happens with the races that you you know you go in there, you do all the handicapping, everything you can do, and you you know you you really feel confident with what you've got and you know things like that happen so you have to bounce back uh we used the week off to kind of recover of course we i always you know on a personal note i always take that week off i i do some family events and uh spend some time with family as we gear up for the rest of the season uh it is week 12 and it's the coca-cola 600 that we'll be racing from charlotte motor speedway uh, for the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, of course, this race this weekend will be on Sunday night, so it gives us a little bit of an opportunity, a little extra day in there, uh, kind of an extra half day, uh, because it will be a Sunday night race uh, as they race for this holiday weekend. So uh, it's going to be a big show today. I've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, one of the one of the main things I want to uh, basically mention that that's going to be the focus in the final segment when we get into talking about the Coca-Cola 600, and that is, of course, Carl Edwards, as you know, was the all-star winner. Can he win uh, the Coca-Cola 600? Now, last year, Kurt Busch, of course, he won the all-star race, and then he, he won the uh, Coca-Cola 600, and uh, that was done also in 08. There's been several different drivers that have won the all-star race and then gone on to win the Coca-Cola 600. So, you know, we'll be taking a look at whether or not Carl Edwards uh, can be another one of those drivers that wins the All-Star race and then wins the 600. He's been, uh, he's been the leader for a lot of the season in the point standings. He's had a lot of good runs. He was exceptional in Dover outside of uh, the uh, strategy there at the end. But uh, Carl Edwards in that 99 car, we'll be looking at him very closely. Uh, but on the season... Right now, uh, we had been holding that 12% uh, return on our investment. We got set back with this last race. We're just under 6% return on our dollar. So we've got a little bit of work ahead of us. 
Uh, we are a third the, after this particular race this weekend in Charlotte. The season will be a third complete. Uh, we have two thirds of the of the season left. We have a lot of time. We're gonna go ahead and uh, load our card up and and continue to keep doing what we've been doing. I feel very confident about Charlotte this weekend. I think I've got my uh, my you know I think I've got a really solid card that I've got outlined. Of course, nothing's final for me until the day of race. Uh, so you know that's where we're at. I'm glad everybody's made a decision to come back onto the show. I got a lot of great feedback from the last show, uh, and I expect that this show will be just as good, if not better, than the uh, Dover show. So it is week 12. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's the Coca-Cola 600. And we're getting ready for that. I hope you'll stay with us for today. We're going to be talking about why we think Carl Edwards is the guy to beat. And, uh, and of course, uh, we'll, we'll get into the, the primary topics of the show like we always do. We'll do the Dover Rewind. We'll get into the point standings. And then, of course, we'll talk about the Coca-Cola 600 from Charlotte Motor Speedway. Now, that's pretty much what the show is. I'm not going to spend too much because I've had some time off. There's been a lot of things going on. There was the all-star race and then the showdown race in there. And then of course, Dover, I'll mention those other two races because they can come into play obviously for the Charlotte race, but uh, that's pretty much what the format of the show is going to be. I will not probably talk too much about nationwide or the trucks. I will get into the point standings for them because uh, there was the Iowa race in nationwide. And then of course, uh, the Camping World Truck Series raced as well from uh, Dover. But, uh, you know, I will talk about all those things. And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. But for now, this is Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <music> Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Sig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Okay, it's the Dover Rewind. It was week 11 of the Sprint Cup Championship Series. Sunday, May 15th, the FedEx 400 Benefiting Autism Speaks from Dover International Speedway. And, of course, Matt Kenseth was the big winner of that race. Uh, he... He took the lead with about 30, about 30 laps left in the race, and uh, it was all Matt Kenseth. Of course, Mark Martin was up there, too, and uh, that was a very difficult day for us because uh, we had Ryan Newman over Mark Martin for our top head-to-head -head on the day, so uh, we did not get the win. Uh, we had a couple of big head-to-heads with uh, Ryan Newman and Greg Biffle, and they had some early trouble that caused them to go back in the pack, and they were down a couple of laps most of the race, uh, trying to get back on the lead lap. They they struggled most of the day, running in the 19th to 20th position, and we just couldn't we just couldn't do it. I mean, we just we were off. We had too much to overcome uh, with the uh, with the start in the rear, plus having uh, some struggles early on where they had to make a quick. Uh, quick pit and uh, put his way back in the pack and uh, we could just never make up where we were at but Matt Kenseth man you know I never thought 
that uh, that Roush Fenway 17 car would be the one to win it. I I had Carl Edwards to win. I really thought he was going to be the 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 driver, the take home victory, either him or Jimmy Johnson, and uh, and we had Kyle Busch up there as well. Uh, we did get a win on a head to head with Kyle Busch over Denny Hamlin and uh, Martin Truex Jr. as well. We got a head-to-head -head win there, but they were lower on the risk category, and uh, it just helped us keep our head uh, slightly from sinking completely below water. But, uh, you know, it was a rough day. We've had uh, two other races very similar in results. Uh, that was Phoenix and uh, Martinsville race, and now the Dover race. Uh, puts us a little behind the eight ball. We're still up on the year uh, for the season. We're up 5.81%. And, uh, you know, I'm not overly concerned, but I do have to approach Charlotte in a little bit of a, in a more conservative approach uh, than uh, so that we don't, we don't get upside down here. But, uh, you know, let's, let's focus back on the FedEx 400. It was Matt Kenseth, Mark Martin second. Marcus Ambrose, what a run for him. He finished in third place. Kyle Busch was fourth. Brian Vickers in the Red Bull Toyota. Number 83 car was fifth. Uh, Clint Boyer with a nice run. He was sixth. Carl Edwards seventh. Martin Truex Jr. was eighth. Jimmy Johnson ninth. And Kevin Harvick rounded out the top ten uh, in the 29 Budweiser Chevrolet car. So that was uh, your top 10 from Dover, uh, you know, honestly, with the exception of that strategy there at the end by Johnson and Edwards, who, who made a decision to go with four tires while the rest of the field pretty much went with two tires. Uh, some of them even just topped off with gas. Uh, so, uh, that's where they made up a lot of their positions. And we were hoping that we'd be on the right end of uh, some strategies like that from Dover, uh, maybe with Ryan Newman or Greg Biffle, and it just didn't happen. And, uh, you know, Matt Kenseth and, and Mark Martin took over the race there at the very end when it matters the most, and they got the victory uh, for the Roush Fenway 17 team. So Matt Kenseth was your winner. I believe he went off at about 18 to 1. Uh, you could have bet him. Now, also... Uh, just to kind of go through some of the other results, uh, Jeff Burton with a nice little run. Uh, he was 11th. Dale Earnhardt, and of course, you know, I had my, here's the thing. There were a couple of drivers I'd identified that would run well in Dover, and uh, we had circles around them. We just didn't like some of the matchups that they, they were offering. It was one of those races, too, where the odds were very late coming out. So we, you know, I'm not making excuses. I want you to understand that. But here's the reality. These East Coast races that are early in the morning, they run around noon. And uh, what happens is the, the books are so late on getting out these head-to-heads. And, uh, you know, you really don't get a lot of time to study those races. And, uh, and, and, and you know, it, it's just one of them deals where we had a, we had a tough go. We didn't. We didn't feel overly confident with uh, with too much of what we had, but uh, we, we tried to take a conservative approach, but yet we still took it uh, in the arm because uh, because we, we got beat on both top head-to-heads along with not collecting on the win. So it really looked like we were going to get the win, and it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, we just got to move on from there. 
but some of the other finishes from Dover, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm really overemphasizing the fact that it was a tough day. I've, I think everybody realizes that, that you've been following along. But here's the thing. Don't walk away because we had a losing week. You have to come back. And uh, I think I've proven uh, earlier in the season that if I have a rough race, I'm able to bounce back with my strategy and uh, having my finger on the pulse and, and, and really having a good idea. And I feel that way going into this week. Uh, as we mentioned, Jeff Burton was 11th. Dale Jr. was 12th. Brad Kozlowski finished 13th above teammate number 22, Kurt Busch. David Rudiman was 15th, Denny Hamlin 16th, and Jeff Gordon was 17th. Down uh, towards the bottom, like I said, Bobby Labonte, Greg Biffle, Jamie McMurray, Ryan Newman uh, in the 18 through 21 spots. David Gilliland was 22nd, Casey Mears 23rd, Paul Menard 24th. So Menard continues to keep dropping. He had some very early season success, but he continues to struggle over the last six races or so. So uh, some 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 needed turnaround for Paul Menard, and I don't really know what quite is going on at RCR with the, the Menard team, where they look so strong early in the year, and uh, they just haven't been able to even crack the top 20 for uh, the past several races. Uh, Mike Bliss was uh, 25th, David Blaney 26th, Joey Logano 27th, and David Reagan also was 28th. Uh, there were, it looks like, let's see, there was 18 cars finishing on the lead lap from Dover. Uh, Greg Biffle was uh, was one lap down looking for the lucky dog, and then the rest were, were a couple of laps down from there. Uh, a couple of drivers that had uh, some difficulties, uh, J.J. Yaley, uh, Joe Nemechek, of course, Scott Wimmer, uh, those guys didn't finish the race. Uh, Tony Raines. Casey Kane had an engine failure. Uh, he was running up front for quite a bit of the race as well, uh, looking for good things from him, but he blew an engine. Uh, so that was a disappointing day, as did A.J. Allmendinger with engine failure. Uh, so that's kind of basically the, uh, the Dover Rewind. Of course, in the Nationwide Series, we've had two races since uh, since we did the last show, of course, they raced in Dover, and uh, Carl Edwards was your winner that day, uh, driving the Fastenal Ford number 60 car. Uh, Kyle Busch was second. Reed Sorensen was third. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who ended up winning the Iowa race, finished fourth. Uh, of course, I believe he is the nationwide uh, leader at this particular point. Uh, we'll cover all that next in the standings. Uh, David Rudiman was fifth. This was all the five-hour energy 200 from Dover, Delaware that was on Saturday. And uh, Kenny Wallace, Elliot Sadler were sixth and seventh. James Boucher was eighth. Eric Almarola was ninth. And Mike Wallace rounded out the top ten. Uh, Brad Kazlowski was 12th. Joey Logano was 13th. Now, if you recall, uh, they got into a bad accident right there at the very end of the race. Uh, Carl Edwards, uh, it, you know, it ended up being that, that nobody got into anybody, but uh, pretty bad wreck there, and uh, Kozlowski and Logano in an accident, Clint Boyer as well, uh, it was difficult, uh, difficult wreck to see Clint Boyer, man, I'll tell you what, that car, uh, it's amazing, the safety features 
that allow these uh, drivers to have a wreck like that and walk away and then get back in the car the next day and, and race again. So amazing that nobody was injured in that particular race. Uh, Clint Boyer was 14th. Uh, Mike Bliss was 15th, Steve Wallace 16th, Josh Wise was 17th, Ryan Truix 18th, and Joe Nemechek 19th with Michael Annette was in 20th. Uh, pretty much that rounds out the most. Jennifer Joe Cobb still struggling uh, as, a, as a, uh, a regular driver in the Nationwide Series. She was 37th, uh, but that basically rounds that out. Now, for the... The other race uh, from Iowa, uh, again, it was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Now, this was this past, uh, see, the 22nd. They raced on the 22nd. It was the John Deere Dealers 250 uh, by Pioneer, presented by Pioneer uh, out in Iowa. It was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, getting around Carl Edwards there. And uh, it, was a, it was another really good race, you know. Uh, these guys raced out in Iowa, and then they raced the all-star race. Uh, just really, uh, Brad Kozlowski was third, Reed Sorensen was fourth, Elliot Sadler fifth, and Kenny Wallace sixth, Michael McDowell was seventh, Justin Algauer eighth, James Boucher again in a top ten finish at ninth, and Austin Dillon in the Ream Heating, Cooling, and Water Heating uh, 33 car, which of course Clint Boyer normally runs, but Austin Dillon ran a top 10 finish there. Uh, so another really good weekend uh, for that car. And uh, but Ricky Stenhouse Jr. a uh, really good win. It was his first nationwide victory. Uh, so uh, congratulations to him. Now over in the truck, uh, the Camping World Truck Series, uh, they're they're going to race in Kansas next. Uh, for the O'Reilly Auto Parts 250, but they raced in Charlotte and they raced in Dover. Uh, in Dover, it was uh, Kyle Busch. Of course, you know we thought Kyle Busch was going to have a, a strong weekend in Dover, and he did. Uh, he got the win in the trucks. Cole Witt was second, Matt Crafton third, Austin Dillon fourth, Kevin Harvick was fifth, Joey Coulter was sixth, Brendan Gaugan was seventh, James Boucher was eighth, Ron Hornaday ninth and Justin Marks was 10th. So that was uh, the Camping World Truck Series from Dover, Delaware. And uh, then, of course, they raced in Charlotte on May 20th. And that was uh, uh, Kyle Busch again with a victory in the, uh, in the number 18 truck. Uh, Clint Boyer was second. Cole Witt was third. James Boucher was fourth. Ron Hornaday fifth. Gianni Sauter was sixth. Austin Dillon seventh. Parker Kilgerman was 8th, and uh, Justin Marks 9th, Brad Sweet was 10th. So that's pretty much it for the Dover Rewind. Thanks for stopping back into the show, guys. Up next is the uh, standing segment. We'll get into that, and then, of course, you got to stick around and see why we think Carl Edwards is the guy to beat this week. Again, this is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is K-Sig Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Okay, this is the second segment. It is the uh, standing segment where we get into where we talk about the point standings, and we'll cover all three today. 
I'm going to go through it real quickly because I want to make sure that I give plenty of time in the final segment uh, to get ready to talk about Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, but for now, this is the uh, standing segment. And uh, in the uh, Sprint Cup Championship Series, Carl Edwards is still your leader. He's got a 24-point lead over Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Kyle Busch is third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth. So a solid season from Dale Jr. He's maintaining his standings there. Uh, and then, of course, it's Kevin Harvick is fifth. Now Matt Kenseth picks up four slots. He's in sixth. Ryan Newman dropped one. He didn't have such a great day. He's in seventh. Clint Boyer is eighth. Kurt Busch, ninth. Tony Stewart, tenth. Mark Martin picks up three slots. He's in eleventh. Greg Biffle is twelfth. Uh, a couple other movers, Denny Hamlin and Jeff Gordon, both moved up three slots. They're in 13th and 14th. A.J. Allmendinger with the, uh, n did not finish. Uh, he had the engine failure, of course. He dropped five spots. He's in 16th. Casey Kane as well dropped three spots in 18th. Marcus Ambrose picked up two. He's in 20th. Uh, struggling still, Jamie McMurray in 22. Brad or, uh, Jeff Burton, 23 and Brad Kozlowski in the 24 position. Uh, David Rudiman also having struggles this year. He's in 26th. Joey Logano as well down in 28th position. So that's pretty much where we're at in the point standings for the Sprint Cup Championship Series. Over in the Nationwide Series, I misspoke in the last segment saying Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was your leader. In fact, it is Elliot Sadler uh, with a seven-point lead over Reed Sorensen. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is third. Justin Algauer is fourth. Jason Leffler, fifth. Eric Almarola is sixth. Kenny Wallace, Steve Wallace in seventh and eighth. And Brian Scott, ninth, with Josh Wise finishing in the top ten. Uh, no real big changes. Derek Cope dropped four slots back down into 22nd position. Uh, Jennifer Jo Cobb has moved up a little bit. She's 28th overall. Uh, but really, no real big moves. Or uh, Trevor Bain, of course, he's, he's falling. Uh, but that's just because he's not running. Uh, you know, he's still struggling with that sickness. Uh, just waiting to get cleared, I believe, for Trevor Bain, the Daytona 500 winner. Uh, of course, he did not race in the All-Star race. Camping World Truck Series, uh, we have Cole Witt is your leader. Uh, Johnny Sauter is second. Matt Crafton is third. Austin Dillon, fourth. Ron Hornaday, fifth. Timothy Peters is sixth. James Boucher on the move. Up five slots, he's in seventh. Clay Rogers is eighth. Parker Kligerman is ninth. He's a rookie. Uh, Max Pappas is still in the top 10, but he did drop th three spots. Todd Bodine, Brendan Galgan is 12th. Uh, so that's pretty much where we're at. Justin Marks moved up five slots. He's in 15th. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Miguel Paludo is, is uh, dropping. He's down in 24th. He moved down five slots. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Uh, Shane Sieg is in 26th, Jeffrey Earnhardt 27th, Justin Johnson 28th. Uh, that's pretty much what we've got for the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, that is after the uh, uh, North uh, NC Education Lottery 200. Uh, those are the standings. Now, coming up on the schedule uh, this particular week, 
we have the uh, of course the Charlotte Motor Speedway race uh, where they'll race and uh, and then of course the next nationwide series race uh, is as well uh, from uh, uh, from Charlotte Motor Speedway they'll race the nationwide race uh, that is going to be on uh, Saturday night or actually Saturday afternoon it'll be on ABC Sports uh, that's the nationwide race and the Camping World Truck Series uh, they'll be racing June 4th so you got a week off uh, where they will go to Kansas and race the O'Reilly Auto Parts 250 uh, so that'll be a full week of events from Kansas so that's pretty much what we've got going on uh, throughout the circuit and throughout the point standings no real big surprises real big moves anything like that so we're going to wrap up this segment now. Uh, thanks for coming back to the show, everyone. I hope it's informative. Again, the, the purpose of the show is to inform bettors how to win betting on NASCAR. Uh, but we also want to get all of our fans, uh, listeners, if you're involved in fantasy, uh, you know, we try to give you the information that you need to help you win, whether it's betting a, a couple hundred dollars or betting just a few dollars, or if you're just trying to have bragging rights in your fantasy league you know i'm hoping that you're going to get the information that you need uh here at the show uh, again there's a lot of great people on the forum here at pregame.com uh too many to even list uh to go through them because i don't want to leave anybody out but there are some really good race minds that uh, can give you some information on each race day so stop by the forums and check them out for now, though, this is Kasich Sheeler here at Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Welcome back to NASCAR Weekly. I'm your host, Kasich Sheeler here at pregame.com. Okay, this is the final segment of today's show. This is week 12 of the Sprint Cup Championship Series. It's the Coca-Cola 600 Memorial Day weekend. It's an incredible weekend for motor racing fans because uh, all the weekend events kick off on Sunday with, of course, your uh, Formula One race, the Monaco Grand Prix, uh, they'll be racing at super high speeds over there. You can catch that early on in the morning. And then uh, it's the 100th anniversary of the Indianapolis 500. And, uh, of course, everybody will be tuned in for that. I know a lot of people have lost interest in any Indy racing over the last few years. But, you know, you got to tune in for that uh, 100th anniversary of the running of the Indianapolis 500. And uh, so that will be a great race. Uh, you'll be able to you'll be able to get any odds on that race uh, uh, throughout the week and uh, leading up to the to the weekend race. So stop in and check that out because that's going to be an exciting race. Uh, even though you know, and I'm not I don't get into indie racing that much as far as giving away information or tips or uh, wagers on that particular race, but. It is the Indy 500. I tune in for it. It's a great thing for the family to sit down and watch. Uh, and, and, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, the teams of Penske and Ganassi 
have been the big winners. So, you know, look for some of those top drivers uh, from any one of those teams if you're looking to bet on the Indy 500. But then Sunday night, it's going to be the longest race uh, of the year for the Sprint Cup. And it's going to be Charlotte at Concord, North Carolina, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, coverage begins on Fox at 5.30 Eastern Time. Uh, the race is at 6.15 Eastern Time. Uh, of course, you'll be able to listen to it on Performance Racing Network or Sirius NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Uh, the events for the weekend, there's qualifying on Thursday. Uh, of course, we're doing the show midweek. We got a little late start because, like I said, I had getting back from family vacation, settling in, uh, getting all my notes, everything put together for today's show. Uh, they are going to be ra uh, qualifying excuse me, on the Speed Channel Thursday, May 26th at 7 Eastern Time, so check that out. Happy Hour Practice is Saturday, May 28th at 12.30 Eastern Time, uh, and then, of course, they will race uh, Sunday night, and that race begins at 6.15 Eastern Time. Now, the nationwide race takes place on Saturday, and that's at 2.45, 2.46 technically, Eastern Time. It's the Top Gear 300 from Concord, North Carolina, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, you can check that out also on Sirius Channel 90. So that's the events of the weekend. Now, leading up to uh, today's segment, I discussed why, or I mentioned, why I felt Carl Edwards was the uh, driver to beat going into this particular race. And uh, not surprisingly that he and uh, Kyle Busch are your hands-on favorite for today's race. Now, one of the reasons why I feel that Carl Edwards uh, is one of the favorites, not only because of his success on one-and-a-half-mile tracks this season, but because three times in the last decade, winners of the Coca-Cola, or excuse me, winners of the All-Star Race were also winners of the Coca-Cola 600 getting the coveted double uh, from Charlotte. Kurt Busch did it last year, Casey Kane in 08, Jimmy Johnson did it in 03, and Jimmy Johnson did it uh, starting all the way back in the 30. Ninth, excuse me, 37th position. So, starting position here, not that big of a deal, uh, is important, uh, just like any race to get out early. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but Jimmy Johnson did it, and uh, Casey Kane also, along with uh, Kurt Busch last year. So, that's one of the reasons why. And Carl Edwards really had a dominating car uh, for the All Star race. And uh, but but a lot of folks right now are looking. I mean, Roush Fenway really showed up for the for the All Star race, okay? And they've had a lot of success. But they had uh, Dave Reagan who won the showdown, and then Carl Edwards wins the All Star race. But uh, uh, Greg Biffle and Matt Kenseth both ran up there and uh, in, in the top ten for the All-Star race. Matt Kenseth was really good on long runs, like he has been all year long. So one of the other guys to take a look at, uh, besides Carl Edwards for this race, uh, of course he won in Dover, he won in Texas. And Texas is a very similar style track to Charlotte. Uh, being a mile and a half track, it's a, it's a quad oval style facility, 
So, you know, you're looking at that Las Vegas as well. Now, Carl Edwards got the win in Las Vegas. So we're, we're looking at Edwards. We're looking at Kenseth. Um, of course, Jimmy Johnson is always going to get a look here. Uh, I've got some notes that I'll share with you here in a minute on the entire uh, Charlotte uh, history. But Kurt Busch won the spring race last year, followed by Jamie McMurray was second and Kyle was third. Um, he was the latest driver to win the All-Star race, of course. And, uh, and then in the fall race, Jamie McMurray took home the checker flag with Kyle Busch second, and Jimmy Johnson was third. Uh, Kyle Busch did dominate that fall race, leading uh, well over 200 laps. Uh, but uh, but uh, Jamie McMurray was your winner uh, in the end, and he had he had that car that came on strong at the end. Now, what you're going to see in Charlotte uh, at nighttime, you're, they're going to start out. It's going to be very hot. Uh, conditions are going to change throughout the race. Uh, I don't think tires will will be an issue throughout this race. I mean, tires really have not been an issue anywhere. And if they were going to be an issue anywhere, they would have been an issue in Dover because of the track conditions there. So we haven't seen anything really negative about any of the tires. I think there's one race, I don't remember which one it was, early in the year that there might have been a few issues, but uh, no issues uh, to speak of throughout the season. So it's going to be strategy. It's going to be uh, staying out. Who's going to stay out? Who's going to, who's going to, uh, who's going to take four tires? Who's going to take two? Who's got the gas to get there? But really, it's going to be who is really good on long runs. And that's why a lot of folks are looking at Matt Kenseth, you know? So, uh, and, and again, like we said, Texas has a lot of similarities to Charlotte. And of course, uh, Matt Kenseth was dominating at the Texas race, and of course we had him to win that race. Uh, that was one of the shows that we didn't get out to you folks uh, in the forums, but uh, we were strong on Matt Kenseth that day. Now I really think the three drivers going into Charlotte are are Kyle Busch, Carl Edwards, and Matt Kenseth, and those are my three top drivers. And uh, looking at their odds for this particular race. Uh, you've got uh, Carl Edwards and Kyle Busch both at five to one, and then uh, excuse me while I grab my odd sheets here. You've got uh, Jimmy Johnson; he's a seven to one now. Of course, in the past, Jimmy Johnson was one of the drivers that you always looked at at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and uh, he had had a lot of success. Uh, in the earlier part of his career, he's the only three-time repeat winner from Charlotte Motor Speedway. So uh, Jimmy Johnson at 7-1, he's worth a look as well. Uh, Denny Hamlin, 12-1. Jeff Gordon, 15-1. Kevin Harvick and Tony Stewart also in the 12-1 range. Now, interesting note, Tony Stewart ran really well in Las Vegas. He had a pretty strong car out there, uh, but he got into trouble late in the race, and Carl Edwards, of course, took over. And uh, and you knew after Phoenix that Carl Edwards was going to be uh, was going to be one guy to contend with in that Vegas race. And I'm comparing Vegas and Texas to the Charlotte because they are that similar quad, one and a half mile tracks. Uh, Matt Kenseth has been really really dominant this year on some of those tracks. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Kurt Busch both at 25 to one. Uh, Clint Boyer, Mark Martin. 
uh, Jeff Burton all in the 20 to 30 to 1 range. Greg Biffle, another Roush Fenway guy here. He's 15 to 1. So that's pretty much what you're looking at. A fellow repeat uh, winner, David Rudiman, 30 to 1 on David Rudiman. Um, you know, Jamie McMurray, a repeat winner, 30 to 1. And uh, so those are some of the guys. I say repeat, I don't mean that, but these are guys that have won that have some really good looking odds on them. Uh, 30 to 1 anytime you get a guy who is a previous champion from this particular track. Now, taking a look at uh, success at Charlotte, you've got Jimmy Johnson. Like I said, he's got six career wins in 19 starts here, and uh, he's got 10 top five finishes. So he's he's been pretty strong, but of the 10 top fives, 60% of the time he wins the race. So it's really hard not to take a look at Jimmy Johnson. Getting Jimmy Johnson at Charlotte Motor Speedway at 7-1 is a real nice offering, in my opinion. He hasn't had much success lately. He really needs to do something. He needs to get that win. He's chasing down Carl Edwards, and uh, so, you know, we'll be looking at him. Now, Casey Kane, another guy, he's won three times here. He's had success, and he's won three times. He's got five top fives. In 14 races, that Red Bull four car. Now, you know they've they've uh, they've had a couple of decent races. He did have the engine failure in Dover, but uh, prior to that, he had run really well in two of the races. So we'll be taking a close look at Casey Kane and how he uh, practices and qualifies. Uh, Tony Stewart, he's won here before, hasn't had much success recently. But uh, another guy to look at. Now, Matt Kenseth has won. Jeff Burton has won as well. Now, Burton won most of those races, uh, if not all of them, uh, with Roush Fenway when he was driving the 99 car. So, of course, Carl Edwards, he gets the look for me. Now, Carl Edwards has never won here at Charlotte. That's one of the reasons that I do think that he can be the guy to pull away with the victory here. Now, Matt Kenseth... I acknowledge he's had some he's had some real success on long runs, on uh, tracks of this type, these intermediate one and a half mile quad ovals, and but I just have a feeling, and and this isn't the only reason to bet him because I got a feeling, but Carl Edwards so dominating uh, on several tracks throughout the year, he's really been the car. He's never gotten that win here. He wins the All Star race. That's one of the reasons why I think he's going to win the Coca-Cola 600. I think he will prevail. Five to one, he's going to be on our card. I guarantee you that. Uh, Jeff Gordon, he's 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 the next top win leader with five. Uh, he has got an average finish in his career of 15.64 here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, he's only not finished. Uh, well, he's had several disappointing days, but in 36 races, 25% of the time, he has not finished the race. So that's an interesting statistic for Jeff Gordon. So though he's had success with five wins and 16 top fives, 25% of the time he hasn't finished the race. So uh, something to look at. Joey Logano never finished below 13 here in his four runs at Charlotte Motor Speedway. He really needs to do something. They're really stinking up the joint. I know that Home Depot's got to be disappointed uh, with that sponsorship. 
and uh, you really need to do something. David Rudiman, like I said, he's had eight runs. He's had four top tens. Uh, he's never not finished. Uh, he's finished as low as 32nd. He's having a difficult season. Can they turn things around here in Charlotte? Mark Martin is a winner. Uh, he's won four times. Jamie McMurray's won twice. He's somebody to take a look at, uh, as we mentioned already. Denny Hamlin never won here, never really fared that well. In 11 runs, he's only got one top five finish. Clint Boyer has got 10 runs with only one top five as well. So those are two drivers that are in the mix. Uh, I don't know about Denny Hamlin being in the mix, but Clint Boyer definitely will be in the mix. He's been strong all year long. Uh, this is a track that will shape up much like Kansas. Uh, I have a little bit of a lean towards Clint Boyer heading into next week when they do race at Kansas due to the fact that uh, it's a home crowd and uh, Clint Boyer will be looking for a nice win here sometime this year. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. never won as well. Uh, he's run 23 times with only five top fives. So uh, nothing really special out of him, nothing special out of Ryan Newman. Kurt Busch, though he had that big dominating win last year, uh, it, it, he just really hasn't done anything really spectacular. He's only got five top tens in 21 runs. So uh, <clears throat> those are some of the guys that we're looking at. That's some of the history from Charlotte Motor Speedway. Now there's no news out right now on the chassis. Uh, I do know this for this particular race that Jeff Gordon is going to be the only driver that I'm aware of that is going to run the same car that they ran in the All-Star race. So we're sitting here talking about the All-Star race and and I'm talking about how I think Carl Edwards because he won the All-Star race uh, but he's not even going to be driving the same car. He's, he's bringing a brand new car to Charlotte for the Coca-Cola 600. Now, is the setup going to be like what they ran out in Vegas? Is it going to be similar to Texas? No, he had some good results in Texas. Uh, you know, Matt Kenseth was, uh, was, was strong in Texas, no question about it. But uh, Car uh, Carl Edwards as well had a great run in Texas. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I got a feeling they're going to be having a, a similar setup to those particular tracks. Um, sitting here, hang on a second, I'm looking it up. Yeah, Carl Edwards, I thought it was. He finished third in Texas. Greg Biffle was fourth. So the last time that we had this kind of a feeling going into uh, a similar one-and-a-half-mile quad oval track that uh, we knew the Roush Fenway boys would be strong. David Reagan that day finished seventh. Now here's a little tip for you. David Reagan, the showdown winner, he's had many chances this year to get a win. He had a chance at Daytona. He's he's had a he's had chances uh, at other tracks. They, they elude me at the moment, but there have been times where he had a very strong car, was expected to do well. He's made some mistakes that have cost him, but where I'm going at on this is that you could bet, if you're in Las Vegas right now, you could go down to the Las Vegas Hilton and bet the field and get David Reagan at 200 to 1 right now. So that's right, the Las Vegas Hilton is the only one that offers such high odds on the field bet. You can get it 201 
uh, at the Hilton, and you could get David Reagan right now in the UPS six car for this race coming up. Why not? It's worth about $25 to $30 delay on there, uh, maybe even $50, you know, because uh, I really think he's got one of those cars that could, that could get it done, and he hasn't done anything all year, and so you haven't seen him really listed individually uh, on the board for individual odds to win a race. Uh, we will be taking a look, though, to see if he shows up on some of the head-to-head -head races along with uh, the rest of the Roush Fenway boys. So SIG is very high. Uh, myself, that's me, SIG. I'm very high on the Roush Fenway guys going into this race this week. A little bit of a lean on Clint Boyer with RCR. And then, of course, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon. And you know what? You might get surprised with a nice finish from Dale Jr. for this Coca-Cola 600 race. Uh, pretty much that kind of wraps up everything. A uh, couple of things I do want to mention as we get ready to close out the show. Uh, a lot of information in today's show. I try to give you as much as I can. Uh, but here's the thing. Going into this weekend, you know how I feel. I'm going around Fenway. Uh, I'm going to be looking at Matt Kenseth. I'm going to be looking at Carl Edwards. But don't count out Greg Biffle. He really needs a win. I have been uh, riding Greg Biffle with some success, but with a lot of failure throughout the year. Uh, it's going to be difficult for me to decide whether I want to keep him on the card. I uh, don't think he's got good enough odds to be a long shot or make the win, but uh, I'll be looking at him and David Reagan for the head-to-head matchups just to see uh, who they've got to offer against this weekend. Again, I, you know, I think the show is really coming together. I really appreciate all the great feedback, all the comments. Uh, stop by anytime. I will have my card up as soon as possible on Sunday afternoon for this race. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to the Charlotte race because we need to collect a big win. And uh, I'm going to clean house on my head-to-heads. I guarantee it right here on this show. Uh, stick with me. We're going to have a great finish to the year. Uh, I'll see you guys next week from Kansas as we get ready for that particular race. Thanks again, everybody. This is Kasig Sheeler here at pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Mm -hmm.